Amen. Can we do that right now? Can we clap our hands to the Lord and lift up our voice? Come on, can we praise him tonight? Come on, he deserves of all the praise, the glory, and honor. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen, amen. Turn around, wave at somebody, welcome them out tonight to Wednesday night worship and word. Amen. So good to see each and every one of you out tonight. Can we give a great big hand clap to our guest and welcome them today. Thank you so much for coming out. Hope you feel right at home and welcome. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer, asking the Lord to have his will and his way throughout the service uh, this evening. That God will touch and bless our kids' quests in the back, our adults out here, and all the other prayer requests. Uh, the several different things going on right now, so please remember uh, all these people that are affected by different things. Uh, I know uh, Pastor Tyner, uh, church just down the road, just recently lost his mother, and several of us know him. So please remember him and his family in prayer uh, during this time as, as they go through this process especially around the holidays. So please remember them in prayer uh, throughout the next several days. We'll take all other prayer requests by left to think of hands. How many knows God knows every need? Amen. How many knows God knows the solution to your need tonight? If we'll just be bold enough to take it to him, he's going to take care of it. Amen. Let's go before the Lord boldly tonight, praying together. Lord, we love you and we praise you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything you've done, God, everything you're going to do. Lord, thank you, Lord, for your love, for your mercy, for your grace. God, thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness. God, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Lord, to gather together today, Lord, one mind and one accord, to worship you, to praise you, and to honor you, Lord Jesus. God, thank you, Lord, for each and every person that's here today, God. You know every need, Lord, every situation, God, that was brought in this house today. God, those that are watching, God, you know the needs, Lord Jesus, that they have. God, I pray, Lord, you begin to move, Lord Jesus, throughout the service. God, through the song, Lord, through the word, Lord Jesus, you just begin to work. God, things out, Lord Jesus. You begin to touch, Lord God, and address things that need to be addressed. God, we love you and we praise you, Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, you touch every person, Lord God, that's struggling right now. God, those that are sick in their body, Lord God, those, Lord, need to touch, God, their marriage and their finances, Lord Jesus, and their families. God, I pray, Lord, you move in a great way tonight, Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, you touch Pastor Tyner, Lord, his family. Lord God, during this time of sorrow, God, give them strength. God, give them anointing and direction, Lord Jesus. Help them, Lord God. During this holiday season, Lord Jesus, I pray, God, you'd help us. God, Lord, to continue to praise you and to honor you tonight. Touch our children in the back, Lord. Bless them, Lord. God, anoint them in their classroom. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. You can be seated for just a moment. Uh, just an announcement or so, and then we're going to take up our offering and continue on with praise and worship service this coming Sunday. Shout this Sunday, 1030 and 1115 Sunday school at 1030. Make sure you invite somebody out. 1115, we'll gather together here in the main sanctuary uh, for a wonderful time together. We're also going to be honoring all of our staff this coming Sunday. And uh, we're thankful for all of our teachers, our ushers, our musicians, our singers, uh, so many different jobs, so many things that take place, and I think this Sunday you're going to be very surprised about how many people have their hands in different areas and uh, how we function. A lot of things go on behind the scenes that we don't realize sometimes, and we're very blessed here at Heritage Apostolic uh, with a lot of talent and a lot of great help, so we're going to honor all of those volunteers uh, this coming Sunday. Amen. If we get a couple ushers to make their way up, if you'll take out that offering tonight, we're going to ask the Lord to touch and bless this offering that God will just multiply it 
and uh, help and do what it needs to do tonight. Also, if you are watching online, uh, there is a way to give on there as well. Lord, we love you and we praise you, God. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to get back in your kingdom. God, we pray, Lord, you touched with the gift and the giver tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. These fine gentlemen are going to dismiss you tonight. Continue to praise and worship with our worship team.
Amen. Let's give the Lord praise tonight. Come on, from the front to the back in this sanctuary. Come on, let's lift our voices to heaven. Come on, let's give God a shout of praise. Come on, from front to every side of the sanctuary. Come on, begin to give Him praise. Can begin to lift up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, don't let me be chained up. There's freedom in the house tonight. There's freedom of praise and worship here in this house this evening. Amen. Would you lift your hands to heaven with me? Come on, can you hear what I hear? Can you hear what I hear? Come on, how about you remind the adversary, I'm not chained up, I'm not bound up. Come on, but who the Son has set free is free indeed. Anybody free in the house tonight? Anybody free to give the Lord a wave offering? It says, here I am, Lord. I'm still in the house. I'm still worshiping you, Lord. I'm still faithful. Come on, I've come to bless your name. Above every name, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 If you like what you feel, would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated for a moment. Amen. Heritage Apostolic Tabernacle welcomes everybody tonight. Amen. We're just one, one group of people trying to make heaven our home. Amen. We are a place of new beginnings. Amen. If you're looking for a new beginning, you have found it. Amen. I want to introduce you to somebody, and his name is Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on, somebody. He died for your... He died so you may live. Amen. And so I'm so thankful. Good to see everyone tonight. Amen. We like to invest in ministry around here. And uh, I'll get up in a little while and, and teach. Uh, but uh, I've asked uh, Brother Denny Cooper, amen, to come out here and just lay whatever the Lord laid on his heart just for a few minutes. How many is going to get behind him? Amen. I believe God's given him a word for this moment and this time. Amen. Put your hands together and help me welcome him. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's been a little while since I've been out here. It's been a while. I, I, I haven't been behind this pulpit. I haven't been behind this. It's been a while. Amen. I want to thank Pastor and all the pastoral team, Bishop. You know, I don't take it lightly. I, it's an honor to be up here to bring forth God's word. You know, I'll be quick. Everybody that knows me knows that I don't talk much, so... I'll say what God has to say, and then I'll be out of the way. Amen? We're going to go to Hebrews 11 and 11. I didn't give them the, no scripture, so if I can get it real quick. But I was over there um, last weekend. I've just been, been praying, you know, God put this calling in my life years ago, and I just always, I let doubt always get to me. You know, doubt is my worst enemy. I'm my own worst enemy, my flesh, you know, I just let the flesh get to me and, you know, God will give me something and I'll just talk myself out of it, honestly, to be honest with you. But I was praying over there and God just kind of laid this um, thought on me, so I'm just going to leave it with you, maybe it'll help somebody here tonight too. But Hebrews 11, 11, it says, through faith, also Sarah herself received strength 
to conceive seed and was delivered a child within was delivered a child when she was past age. In other words, she was too old. She was 90 years old when she delivered this child. But because she judged him faithful who had promised. So tonight, God just laid this thought on my heart. The devil can't take your promise, but he can sure talk you out of it. Amen. He can lay enough doubt in your life to talk you away from that promise. You know, um, just like in the garden when, with Eve, yeah, you can be seated. You know, the devil came in. He's 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 cunning. He's he knows what he's doing, and he came in there and he deceived Eve and told her, you know, God surely won't kill you. You know, just go ahead and eat that fruit, and you'll be all right. And we see what happened there. You know, the promise took a long time for the promise of Jesus to come to take care of that. But anywhere. At, in the scripture here, it's talking about um, the promise of Isaac coming. And if we look in um, Genesis 12, is actually where the story of Abraham and Sarah there first, where Abraham gets the call to go. He's, you know, that God tells him to go and separate from your kindred because, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on there. T told him to go to this, um, to the land where he's going to show him, and he would uh, give that land to his seed. Of course, at that point, they had no, they had no children. So the promise kind of begins right there of the promise of Isaac right there. And if, at that point, Abraham was 75 years old. He was 100 when Isaac was born. So 25 years, that promise, they had to wait. And in the midst of that, of course, like we all do, when those promises are, are told, and they don't come when we think they should come. They try to do their little things, you know. They, he had a, a guy that was uh, in his house there. He said, well, maybe God, he, he can be there. At least, you know, use him. He can be that. God said, no. And then, of course, they had the baby with Hagar. And we know that became a nation of its own, but not the promised one. But we always try to do our own thing because... Instead of waiting on that promise, we try to put our own thoughts in there. God don't need us. God don't need us to, God don't need any help to, to get his promises out, right? But we always try that. We always try to, you know, put our two cents in there because, or, or let doubt come in and let doubt talk us out of it completely. You know, God gave me this, this quote here a while back and it, it kind of sums it up with me, but I always pray that, God, you know, I'm not, I'm not a real smart man. I'm not a good speaker, you know, how, you know and, but you called me to do this. He told me this. He said, it's not about your ability, but it's about your availability. If we just give it to him and let him speak through us, all things are possible. Uh, I always go back to that scripture, one of my favorite scriptures. All things are possible through Christ, which strengthens us. It takes Christ. It takes the Holy Ghost to get us through. Because, like I said, I'm not a talker. Very shy person, but when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of me, it's a whole different ballgame. So, 
That's just what I wanted to lay tonight. Like I said, it wasn't long, but I think you and Pastor wants to come. I appreciate everybody, and thank you. Come on, let's give the Lord praise tonight. Come on, let's give him praise tonight. Anybody got a promise from the Lord? Man, you may be seated, and I've got a promise from the Lord. Come on, can you say that tonight? I've got a promise from the Lord. And, uh, man, that was good, Brother Benny. That was good, man. Good work. And uh, some folks are probably like, well, I wish we'd just be done right now. <laughs> but too bad. We are so thankful for great ministry at our church, aren't we? We're very blessed, and we've got great, great folks involved. And, and uh, well, how many enjoyed this past Sunday, man? Didn't we have some great church, great church, great church, amen. And it's, it's my privilege to baptize Sister Choya, amen, with the wonderful name of Jesus. If if you left, if you left, uh, if you left early, amen. We did baptize one, amen. And boy, uh, uh, I don't want to embarrass her, but man, it's really when she came out of that water. I thought I was going down, uh, but she got looked at me, and oh man, she was blessed, oh, she got so blessed, and uh, she looked over at me, she said, Pastor, she's like, I almost forgot where I was at, and uh, so I, they're passing out uh, some information that uh, was shared with me, and it was given to me at a, uh, a crucial time, and I felt led, and I was been praying, asking the Lord just to when I should share this, but um, I felt led to share it tonight. And so I'm not going to really do much with it, but I, I want you to take it with you, uh, read it, uh, study it out. There's scriptures tied to it as well. But uh, how many, if there's ever a time to fight for the right things of God, it's right now. It's right now, church. If there's ever a time for the church, the people of God, to rise up, amen. And, and, and as they sung tonight, there's an army that's rising up. And if you study the scripture... You'll find that there's a great falling away, but there's also a, a revival that's going to happen where he's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Oh, come on, somebody. So I'd rather be part of that revival. Come on, I want to be part of the revival. I want to make sure that I'm fighting right now. So when that time comes, that moment arises, which we're seeing this hour right now, Amen. There may be a great falling away. There might be people giving up on God. There might be people turning their back on God. But don't you get your attention on them. There's, a, there's an army rising up. There's a people of God that says, I still love you, Lord. I'll still do what's right. I'll still do what's right. And so we welcome all of you tonight. And so take that with you. Um, and I hope it's a blessing to, me, to you as it was to me as well. Uh, but if you would, grab your Bibles. 1 Peter chapter 1. We're going to continue and, uh, into the hope of Christmas. It is the Christmas season, and uh, he is the reason for the season. Jesus is the reason for the season. You'll hear that many, many times in the month of December. Um, but hopefully we don't lose sight of that. And as my obligation as your watchman uh, over the flock to make sure that we're focusing in on what's important. Uh, because there's a lot of things out there. How many would agree with Pastor tonight? There's a lot of things out there that can grab our attention. Lots and lots of things out there that can grab our attention. If, if you're a social media user, you'll find that um, quickly you can be bombarded. You can, be, you can go from feeling really good 
and after two minutes on social media feeling like, I don't know where things are going. <laughs> and uh, so be very mindful of that. Be very cautious of that. That, uh, that uh, there's just maybe some days that you may just need to take uh, a social media fast and, and uh, set some things aside and, and focus in because I don't, want you, I don't want us to miss out, amen, on, on what God is desiring this hour. And uh, for many, for many, there's a, there's, there's a, there's a lot going on uh, in their lives. And we have people, church, listen to me, we have people who are tremendously suffering. Uh, there's, there's social and emotional health. And I want you to understand something with this pastor. There's going to be social and emotional health issues that we've never seen before, precedented, precedented. There's an amount of depression, depression we're fighting, we're fighting church, come on. Uh, we're finding anxious spirits, anxiety, uh, and, and due to this virus and, and things going on in our world. But I believe if there's ever time to speak faith, it's right now, church. We have to speak faith. To speak faith. First Peter chapter one, uh, beginning at verse number one, uh, says Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers, to the strangers, are scattered out uh, through the Pontus, uh, Galatia, uh, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia. Verse 2, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit and obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace and be multiplied. He's writing to them. Blessed be the God and Father, Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again uh, unto a, a, a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Someone say lively hope. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and, and that faith not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God. Kept. If you have your scripture, underline that. Kept by the power of God through faith, through faith, until salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. It, had, it hasn't arrived yet. You haven't made it to heaven yet, folks. So you need the power of God through faith unto salvation. Amen. Wherein ye greatly rejoice through now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through the manifold temptations. Verse 7. That the trial of your faith, that the trial of your faith be much more precious than of gold that perish through it may be tried with fire might be found into praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Verse 8, Whom having not seen, ye love in whom, though now see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Can you say those words with me? You rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Verse 9, Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of of your souls. We're going to continue, amen, the hope of Christmas. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. The primary purpose of God's word, church, is to give you hope, is to give us hope. It is the good news. It is good news. And it should be good news to somebody that's not even living right. It should be good news because what that tells me, that I've still got time to make it right. I've still got time. I've still got breath in my body. That's why it's called good news. And sometimes you might hear, so, well, sometimes people might not look at it as good news. Well, that's your perception. 
It depends on if you're hoping for it or not. Are you hoping for change or not? Because if you do not want to change, you will not change. Right? Am I speaking true? If you do not want this, you will not receive this. But if you come with an open mind and open heart to receive what God has for you, you will receive. Amen. Amen. The fountainhead of hope is the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 says, Christ in you is the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is easier to understand exactly what hope is, what we talked about last week, is by first examining hopelessness. Because understand, we're living in a world, amen, with a lot of hopelessness. You have, if you talk to anybody throughout the day, you'll come across at least one person, amen, and I did today, and I, come, I talked to somebody today, and, and, and I asked how they were doing, and they said, life has gotten me overwhelmed. Life. It wasn't pinpointed on any specific part of life. It was life. And I thought, how deep can that really be? Come on, that life has gotten so overwhelmed that they don't know what to do. They don't have any other avenue of happiness. Life has gotten them so down. So hope is the force. It drives us. It presses us until we've obtained. You see, Jesus Christ come to seek and to save that which is lost. So there's hope today that if you believe, you can receive by the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary. We can receive today. Now to some, that can be very uh, basic teaching. But I still get excited when I think about the cross and I think about what Jesus did for me, how he paid a price for me, amen, it still means something to me. It should still mean something to us. But the bottom line is that Christmas, here we are. Christmas 2020 has arrived, amen. And so what we have to understand is, amen, as we look into this season, Amen. There's many people, amen, that get excited and we, we see all the embracing of baby Jesus and we hear the stories and we, we're okay as a world to accept baby Jesus. But what we have to understand is, is that we cannot just accept the baby Jesus and not accept the cross. You see, we got to make sure that we're still, amen, accepting what he did for us on the cross. You cannot hold to one without the other. Amen. Can I get a big amen? amen? So if we go back into what we talked about last week in Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 35, which we studied out, just to help some folks out and understand, we we're talking about expectation. And my goodness, did that not carry over into Sunday? Talking about expectation, expectation, ready to receive. Amen, amen. From the, from the Sunday school lesson from Pastor Ty, amen, to the preaching, amen, that happened from Pastor Wes, amen, in our service, amen. Expectation was alive. Amen, we talked about, amen, ready to go to places that we've never gone before. What do we do with things that we've never experienced before? 
What are we going to do? Amen. What are we going to, how are we going to accept it? How are we going to feel? What's our emotions going to be? And what we got to make sure is that we're not losing hope. And so in that study in Luke chapter 2, Simeon talks about a light for revelation to the Gentiles. And a Gentile literally means anyone who is not of Hebrew descent. So basically, it also represents spiritual meaning. It describes people who are far from God, people who are in spiritual darkness, people who are without hope, people who are in despair. So Simeon expected that because of Christ's birth, God would be revealed to outsiders. So the true meaning of Christmas isn't reserved just for religious people. I'm going somewhere here. It's for anyone. It's for people who are weary of living according to their own whim and wisdom. It's for people who are tired of being beat down by consequences of their sin. Come on, somebody. It's for those who are dissatisfied with a form of godliness but don't have the power. And so this Christmas can be different than any of you have ever experienced. And it's a difference can be because of Jesus Christ. If you, if you will believe the gospel, forsake your own ways. Lean not unto your own understanding. And turn to God Almighty. He'll save you. He'll deliver you. Any witnesses out there before? God saved me. God's delivered me. He, he's been there for me. But there's also a price to be paid when Jesus gets involved in the lives. And that's what I want to touch on a little bit tonight. Amen. When Jesus gets now, and, and through our new converts as well tonight. Amen. If you're making decisions, you're, you're stepping out, and you're trying to, to make the right steps towards God. And understand something. When you start making those right steps, you're going to fight things. I think it was said Sunday. Amen. If, 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 if you're not living for God, and you're, it, 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 the devil's not going to mess with you. He's not going to mess with you. He's got you. Listen, so, so understand something. When you, when you step out of your comfort zone and, and you step out and start making decisions, living for Jesus and, and trying to do the right thing and living godly, understand me? Then understand, you have to be prepared that you're going to fight an enemy. The adversary who's looking to steal, kill, and destroy. But how many knows that God's given us power to overcome the enemy. It's the power of prayer. It's the spirit of God. Amen. Amen. And so, listen, what will happen is, the more we drift away from God, the easier it will be. The more we miss, listen, we all understand this old saying, the more we miss church, the easier it gets. We've all heard that, right? Why? Why is that? Because we start losing the spiritual side and start gaining fleshly side. Things don't really pertain to us very much on the spiritual side. We get numb to things. Everything's just numbing to us. Nothing affects us. All right? Am I, am I teaching anything here? So when you find yourself getting numb and nothing's bothering you and you're not facing any temptation, you're not facing any trials, you need to gauge yourself right there and say, okay, hold on. Something's not right. Why, why is this not, why? It's because we've lost sight of the hope of Jesus Christ in our life. Amen. So when, when Simeon predicted that Jesus was destined to cause the falling, now we're in our Luke chapter 2, the falling and rising of many, he was saying that Jesus would upset the status quo. And Jesus did. 
And understand me something right now. In the last days, there's going to be a lot of upset folks. When you stand up for the right thing, it upsets people. If you're the only one in the break room that stands up for something, guess what? You're going to think of thrashing. It's easier to sit there quiet and say, well, whatever. But when you choose to say, I'm not going to accept this. I'm not, I'm not, going, to, I'm not going to adhere to this. This is not who I am. And so, listen, so in the last days, in these, in these perilous times, you're going to find that, that as you stand up, you're, you're, going to be, you're going to be really like a spotlight shining on you. Because as it gets darker, you're going to get brighter. It should be easy to spot you out. You should stand out. You should be standing out right now. You should be standing out right now. In this dark time, you should be shining really, really bright right now. And so, everywhere Jesus went, he turned dead in religious traditions upside down. To the self-righteous Pharisees, who were so concerned about following the letter of the law, he said, you guys just don't get it. You You all ain't getting it. It's not about rule keeping. It's about relationship. And until you build a relationship with Jesus, you won't understand why I do what I do. Until you build a relationship with Jesus, you won't understand why I think it's so important to get to the house of God. You won't understand why I dress the way I dress and talk the way I talk and act the way I act. You won't understand why I just don't go with the flow. Because listen, oh, I feel the Lord right now. Because listen, there's some people that won't fly as high as you will. They haven't developed their wings. They haven't developed flight capacity. Why? Because they haven't developed a relationship with Jesus. Jesus becomes part of your life, you can expect that he'll want to upset the norm in your life. That's why some people, I call them firecracker Christians, they get in and they get out. Because they're like, man, this feels great. This is awesome. This is wonderful. And then, amen, life hits them right out of it. And they say, I got to stand for this. I, got, I'm, I can't do it. You really haven't developed a relationship. That's why Bible study is important. I said, that's why Bible study is important. That's why diving into the Word of God is important. Man, it keeps us. And so, He'll want to take your priorities and completely reorder them. You converts, listen to me. He'll take your priorities and completely reorder them. This is a lifestyle. Serving the Lord is a lifestyle. That's why I teach, amen, if you're going to date somebody, amen, make sure they have the same lifestyle as you. It's important. It's important. Getting up on Sunday morning shouldn't be a question if we're going to church or not. The kids shouldn't walk into your bedroom and say, "Are we going, Mom and Dad, are we going to church today? They should know. As a family, we're going to the house of God. But that's where it gets hard. 
Because listen, all of us, almost all of us, almost all of us, I won't say everybody, but almost all of us like the idea of God coming to save us. God revealing himself to others and sinners. God, reveal yourself to sinners. We love that. Love the idea of that. But when it comes to messing with how we live our lives, now that's a different story. That's why ministry, be ready, Brother Denny. You talk about promises. Hold on to that promise, brother. Because when you get up and talk about it, you be ready to fight for it. If you're going to get up and sing about it, you better be ready to. If you're going to teach a Sunday school class and tell those children to live it, you better start living it too. Because there's an enemy on your heels. It's a different story. So that's why Simeon, in Luke chapter 2, also added that because of Jesus, the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. You see, when a person really understands what Jesus is all about, there is no neutral ground. <laughs> there's just not. There's, new, there's no neutral ground when you come to fully understand who Jesus is. Because either you'll accept him or you'll reject him. Am I right? You either accept him or do you reject him? Because, listen, there's, there, there is a study in the Word of God where, where there is something that God cannot do. We, we say God can do all things. All things are possible. But there is one thing where we tie God's hands is, and that's when we become lukewarm. He says, I'd rather you be hot or cold. How many remembers that scripture? Am I in the Word of God? Am I in the Word of God? He says, I'd rather you be hot or cold. Because, listen, the scripture says, because when you become lukewarm... When you become neutral, when you don't disagree or... Oh, I, could just, I could go somewhere right now. But when you become so neutral... Lord help me. When you become so neutral, he goes, I had to spill you out of my mouth. I can't do anything with you. In 2020, what, what, what's taught us anything is that we cannot become neutral on everything. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. There's sin and there's forgiveness. We cannot, listen to me. If you're agreeing with everybody, you can't. Now you can handle yourself in a respectable way. You get what I'm saying here. Trust pastor here. You can do things in a respectful way. But every conversation with, that you have, you don't always have to agree with that person. I had to tell somebody the other day, I have to agree with you. We're going to have to agree and disagree here. We're going to have to walk our separate ways because I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that stance. So we're going to have to agree to disagree. coming full circle here. Hang on. So, you can say with your words that you like the idea that God wants to come and save you and that God is just as interested in spiritual outsiders as insiders. But what your heart really feels about that is revealed by what you do for him. 
and what you do with him. See, you've got to make a choice. And I wish I could tell you that you could live this life and not make any choice, but you're going to have to make a choice. This Christmas season, you're going to have to make a choice. What life do you want to live? Do you want a life lived with Jesus or you want a life lived without Jesus? It's, it's either or. You can't have the both. And you can't remain so neutral where everything just doesn't affect you at all. I'm okay. I'm all right. When in actuality, we're not standing for one thing at all. And what that teaches our children is everybody's okay and everything's okay. But what I read in the Word of God is it's a narrow way. Few be there to find it. And I want to make sure that my boys and my wife are following me with the Word of God. This thing is to lead my family. This thing is to lead my family. This thing is to lead my relationship. This thing is to lead me, my giving and my faithfulness. The words of God. We embrace the baby Jesus without embracing the cross. But you cannot accept the baby Jesus, the Christ, the Christ child, and not accept and embrace the cross. Because he was born. He was Emmanuel. God with us. He was sent to us to pay the ultimate price. To save us. Oh, is this all right? Oh, I'm good on time. Someone say, he's doing all right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I appreciate that compliment. I needed that. I was feeling low on myself. Amen. But you've got a choice this Christmas. And I pray that you tap into the hope of Christmas. Amen. You can spend all of your energy trying to fulfill the emotional expectations, the material expectations, what we talked about last week, the relational expectations. That awesome boy at school, or that awesome girl at school. And it's the hope of the season. I'll turn around. It's the hope of the season. And Oh, like I said last week, the snow's falling, and we got hot cocoa, and everything's wonderful. Sitting by the fire. We picture things. We build things up. Is it going to be my time, my season? Because we go from that season, Brother Denny, right into a new year. Woo! Don't forget what 2020 did. My God, pastor got up 2020 beginning of the year. I'm saying 2020. Vision! Come on. Zoom in here, Brother James. 2020 vision. But listen to me. Was it the vision that maybe we thought fleshly through our eyes was going to happen? But one wonder right now if we tap into the supernatural things. What has God done this year that we thought blew our minds? Like, God, thank you. Thank you for what you did. It wasn't what we thought it was going to be. It's all about, amen, what you focus on. It's, 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 it's 2020. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, it's tough time. But listen to me. People were baptized in the name of Jesus. People received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. God reported. We had church in our parking lot. I said we had church outside. We honked our horns for Jesus. <laughs> Did we not? Come on, we, we, come on, think about, come on, sometimes we got to remind ourselves. But we can focus so much on the material things. and Man, it's just, you know, expectation, expectation. And I shared with you on Sunday that expectation is the birthplace of the miraculous. If you want a miracle this Christmas season, if you desire a miracle in your home this Christmas season, then you bring Jesus back into the picture. Receive him again. Love him again. Reach out for him again. So you can focus on those things. And some will. Or you can focus on the spiritual expectations. But the bottom line is that Christmas is a time of decision about Jesus. And I'm asking you if you're neutral... If you're on neutral ground, I'm telling you, you haven't lived until you lived for Jesus. It's good. It's a good life. People think, I'm missing out on this, I'm missing out on this. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're not missing out on anything. Yeah, you're missing out on heartache. You're missing out on puking your guts out the next morning. You're missing out on... Come on, conversations that you don't want to have. Come on, you're missing out on painful moments. You're missing out on those things. Yes, you're missing out on those things. But can I tell you something? If you choose the right path, the right way, if you follow the word of God, if you said, oh, this, oh, there's hope this Christmas for me. There's hope for me. Why? Because I'm taking Jesus home with me. I'm taking the Lord, God, who died for me. Home with me this Christmas. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. I'm going to leave you with these things and we're going to close. But going back to our text, 1 Peter, there's some things in here, going back to our original text, that I was studying. I said, Lord, you know, it wasn't in my notes, but I was like, Lord, this, I've got to share some of these things. But if you look at 1 Peter, go with me. But if you look at verse 1, it's talking about Peter, the apostle of Jesus Christ. Peter identified himself as an apostle of Jesus Christ. Amen. He was, he was an ambassador. He was a messenger, an agent. And don't we need some people, amen, to step up this hour to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Come on. Amen. And so, and so verse 5, if I could take your attention to verse 5, you want to mark this in your scripture. And I kind of alluded to it when I read it, but... We're going to close with this tonight. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed the last time. In the studying, it says the idea behind the military term translated kept is protection by being shielded. While in one sense we have already experienced salvation, we have not yet obtained Salvation's ultimate reward. 
which will not occur until the last time, a reference to the appearing of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. We've not obtained the reward yet. But we've got to hold on to hope. We've got to keep hope alive in us. Because of this, we have salvation. How many has been, how many has repented of their sins? How many has been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? How many has received the gift of the Holy Ghost? It's a gift. The Spirit of God. We have salvation. We have deliverance. But we've not obtained the great award yet. We've not re been rewarded for that yet. And so what he's saying is, you've got to keep it. It should be shielded. And my understanding is this, Brother Ty. Nothing has to be shielded unless something's being attacked. If I launch this offering plate at you right now. You're going to get matrix on me right now. I'm really good at Frisbee. But if I was to launch this right at you with no shield, oh, no. I, don't worry, folks. I'm not really going to do it. I got concerned parents around here. All that little baby's right there, Dad. I'm not going to do it. But if I was, if you don't have a shield, it's going to hurt. But if you grab something around you and blocked it, then that would be a pretty good thing, wouldn't it? So we don't need a shield unless we're fighting off some things and protecting some things. You've got something worth protecting. Don't let the enemy get on your shoulder and say your life is over or your promise is dead, Brother Denny. Your promise is alive. You've got to protect it. You've got to shield, shield off the enemy because the enemy sees what you're trying to do. The enemy sees what kind of steps you're trying to take forward. But you've got to ask yourself this. Is it worth fighting for? Is that relationship worth fighting for? Is that prayer life worth fighting for? Is that ministry worth fighting for? Are those children in that Sunday school class worth fighting for? Is that youth group still worth fighting for? Come on, are your kids worth fighting for? Come on, somebody. Is your salvation worth fighting for? Is, is peace at mind worth fighting for? Is faithfulness worth fighting for? Is holiness worth fighting for? Huh. Stand with me tonight. I'll close with verse 7. Verse 7. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold. Now think about this, Ty. That the trial of your faith being more precious than of gold that perisheth, through it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise. Anybody got praise tonight? Man, there's some mighty... Mighty warriors. You know how you know a mighty warrior? You know when you see a mighty warrior? When you look at them and you look at them and think, they have nothing to praise God about and they're still praising God. Yeah. 
fountains of praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Those who maintain a superficial profession of faith in Christ. Superficial. What's that mean? Fake, phony, not real. Those who maintain a superficial profession of faith in Christ will ultimately, not maybe, will ultimately, it will happen. If you, prof- if you profess a superficial, not real, faith in Christ, it will ultimately not endure persecution. It can't endure the fire. The fiery trials that come, it will not last. It will not make it. That, however, those who trust in Him completely, I mean completely, when it's good and when it's bad. Oh, when it's ugly, too. Oh, when it's ugly. When it's chaotic. When it's confusing. Those who trust in Him completely will continue to do so regardless of the adverse circumstances. I am who I am because of Jesus Christ. I will endure because of Him. Not because of me. Not because of what I do. Some of us just don't like to talk. But they get up here and minister the gospel. Those that trust Him completely. Not neutrally. Not in the middle. But can we lift our hands right now and say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you right now. I don't understand it all, but I trust you. I'm leaning on you, God. I'm stepping all in. I'm all in. Completely. Regardless of the adverse circumstances. Regardless of whatever I face. Whatever comes my way. I will trust you. Come on, can we love him tonight? Just for a little while here, just for a moment, can we love him tonight? Come on, he's been good to us. He's kept us. Come on, like the song says, I almost gave in. But he kept me. But he kept me. He was with me. Come on, even though I drifted, he was with me. And thank be to Jesus, I'm standing here today. I'm standing here tonight. Look what the Lord has done. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. But His grace and mercy has kept me. And so therefore, to honor Him and to praise Him, I will trust Him. Come on. The hope of Christmas. Don't accept the one thing and deny the other. Don't be accepting of some things and denying of others. Either get it all or not get it all. Either receive it all. Come on, 
every eye closed right now. Come on, every eye closed. Come on. I know you may not understand, but God does. I know you're here by faith tonight. Maybe somebody invited you, I don't know. But you're here. And there's a purpose. God's not let go of you.